Well, I got my onions, Doug. It's that time of the year. Onions is Doug. How about yours? Not all of them. Yeah, I went ahead and dug all mine because half the tops are falling over. We had 42 degrees this morning, which is very unusual. So we've had a real cool spring, but everything's coming along. Mm -hmm. And what else have we got? Strawberries. 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 everybody welcome to the road by road garden show the best day gum garden show on the radio and the internet as well glad to have you mama hoss is here with us mama hoss what you got going on i've got flowers flowers strawberries onions english peas okra my okra's a little slow getting started. Well, it's these cool mornings. I, I, yeah. Same thing here. I transplanted my okra, and my okra's real slow here. But, you know, we just 42 degree weather is not good on okra transplants, much less seeding. If you had seeded, direct seeded okra at 48, um, 42 degrees at nighttime, you're in for trouble, people. That's the reason we normally tell you to wait till April. But as cool as this April's been, you better wait a couple more weeks if you're down here in the deep south like what we are. That soil temperature needs to rise up a little bit more. Got your roselle planted. Oh, I got my roselle planted yesterday. I did. Speaking of roselle, how's that tea? This is good. This is roselle tea? And some um, other stuff, but yeah. mainly roselle. Cool. I got a little horseshoe, radish voice thing going on there, so we're trying to lubricate my throat there. Yeah. So we're talking about pesticides today and we're not going deep dive into individual pesticides we're going to give everybody an overview of some information i think you will find really helpful and useful when we talk about pesticides because there's a lot of misconception out there there's a lot of misnomers out there about pesticides and this goes back in my my history a little bit because i used to make my living in that world so uh your gonna, wheelhouse in my wheelhouse so we're going we're going to give you some information that I learned years and years ago that has been extremely helpful to me, and I think it will to you as well. Let's talk about strawberries. All right. Last week, we had his and her onions. Yep. This week, we got his and her strawberries. I believe you stole one of mine. I did not. I believe you did. I did not. What, what's your biggest strawberry? No, we ain't going for biggest strawberry. We're going for taste. Don't you look at it. Isn't that a beautiful strawberry right there? I think mine's bigger. I'm going to tell you what. Now, I'm, growing, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to make out like I'm a strawberry growing expert. Mm. But this is probably the sweetest strawberries that I've ever grown. This is the Chandler variety. These are the ones that we sell in the fall of the year for people can overwinter like what we do here in the South. And they're just, they've been producing for a while. What, mm -hmm. would you say three weeks? Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to plant enough strawberries for you and the birds. Oh, yeah. The birds have enjoyed the strawberries. So that's the thing. They got to have theirs, too. And then they give you a little bit. So we're probably in our peak picking season right now. And this Chandler variety, I can tell y'all, is off the chain for me. They, got, they are the sweetest. I, you could eat these without any sugar easy. Well, if, yeah. Those don't have anything on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I snack on mine every afternoon. What the birds hadn't. Mm-hmm. I yeah. say this is the I picked these yesterday afternoon. You picked yours this morning. This morning, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna set mine over to the side too. Those are absolutely delicious. New seeds. New seeds. Evidently somebody didn't turn their phone on. <laughs> we may have some phone ringing going on during the uh, road by road today. 
new sunflower called the Titan. And it lives up to its name. Really? It's one of the tallest sunflowers. Mm -hmm. And the flowers on them actually can get to two feet. Big, big sunflowers. And the stalk can get up to 12. So if you want to grow the biggest sunflower, this is one to use. And the seeds are edible. Hmm. So excited about that. This pack's actually And we just got Amish paste. We've been uh, out of Amish paste for a while. We yeah. just got it back in stock uh, a few days ago. And we just got, I'm talking about just a few minutes ago, the big shipment of seeds in, mm -hmm. restocking on some things. We've been out there for a while. We just got a new shipment in, so. Like, you don't know. Maybe so. Is an eggplant in there? Maybe there's a sunflower or two in there. I don't know. Mm. We'll have to tell them about it next week. Okay. Also, folks, what holiday's coming up? My birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's close to this holiday. Yep. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. So we've got a Mother's Day gift set this year, and we've already sold a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So what it comes with is a five-gallon root pouch. Yep. It comes with three and a half pounds of organic, complete organic fertilizer. The Coghill Sunflower Collection. Some plant markers to mark those sunflowers and a blooming flower Dr. Joe's fertilizer. Mm -hmm. And a root pouch. Yeah, I said that at the beginning. Oh, excuse me. So yep. all this for $39.99. That is an excellent Mother's Day gift. Yeah, I think so too. Who doesn't love sunflowers? Right. And they got the, the curated Cog Hill collection there. How about that? And these have been selling fast. So if if we're out of on the site, just give us a day or so and we have some more made up. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's dig in to pesticides. Now, what is your idea of what a pesticide is? Because I think you would be in the general public of what think about pesticides. When you think pesticides, you think Get dangerous. rid of the insects. You think dangerous, yeah. so don't you? Yeah. Well, not all pesticides are necessarily extremely dangerous. They're different kind of pesticides. But a pesticide in general is something that is meant to kill. So we're going to talk about pesticide. A pesticide is this right here. Pesticide. Side, C-I-D-E, means to kill in Latin. So to kill in Latin, and then we're trying to kill what? The pest. Now, pest could be an insect. It can be a weed. It could be... A weed? It could be a weed, yes. Uh, a weed can be a pest. Huh. Anything that is a pest to you, regardless of what it may be, can be classified as a pest. Pest, okay. I mean, uh, a nem... Uh, nem <laughs> <laughs> I had a brain... Brain balloon went on there. Um, let's see what else. Snails can be a pest. Mice. Birds can be a pest. Mice can be a pest. Deer. Deer can be a pest. So anything like that is to be the. Now, side means to kill. And then when you have repellents, repellents are not necessarily mean to kill, but they're meant to repel. 
but a pesticide in general is meant to kill. So we have these calls or these comments all the time. Will so-and-so pesticide kill beneficial insects or bees? Yes. If it's applied wrong, it will kill because that is the nature of what it was designed to do. So pesticide is the general categorization of several different independent type things such as insecticide, and yeah, you got it. Insecticide mm -hmm. means insects to kill. Then you got fungicides, which means what? Fungus to kill. Then you got herbicide, mm -hmm. which means herbies to kill. Well, maybe not. <laughs> means plants, okay? Yeah. So that means plants to kill. Plants and weeds. Plants. Well, a weed is, what is a weed? A plant. Weed is a plant, but weed is a plant out of place. Mm -hmm. And then we got, uh, see what else we got? Bactericides. Bactericides, which is to kill bacteria. And larvicides. And larvicides. Now here's just a general, this is just a general classification of pesticides for you to be concerned about normally in the vegetable garden. Fungicides, herbicides, insecticides, and bactericides. So if you apply an insecticide incorrectly, and you're not going after a target insect, yes, it could cause damage to that. Same thing with herbicides. If you uh, apply them incorrectly, you could cause damage to the plant that you're not wanting to kill if it's done correct, incorrectly. Fungicides, we don't have a whole lot of problem there. Bactericides with uh, causing a lot of damage there. You can sometimes, but not as much as you can with insecticides and herbicides. And do you know how long these pesticides have been around? A long, long time. So back in the ancient time, they used sulfur, which we still use today. Mm -hmm. um, in the medieval times, they used arsenic and lead. Chinese used arsenic and mercury. Mm -hmm. The Greek and Romans used oil and ash in theirs. And then the 19th century, they started playing around with some natural stuff like the chrysanthemums. Well, well, natural. Like well, arsenic's a natural product. It's very dangerous, but it is a natural product. Sulfur is a natural product. They started in the 19th century coming out with more organic compounds, friendlier right. compounds. Combinations, mm -hmm. yeah. And then in 1939, they came out with DDT. And you're going to talk about this a little DDT bit. DDT was a bad boy. Mm -hmm. DDT was used extensively in agriculture in the Till 1973. Yeah, in the 50s and 60s, it was used a lot. Caused a lot of damage with our birds. Uh, the quail population in the southern United States was nearly wiped out by DDT. So it was a bad, bad deal. So they've always been around. Yep. For the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, sulfur is probably one that's, that's stayed around. It's a natural product, but sulfur is still widely used today. Mm -hmm. Now, of those one you just mentioned there, the organ, I'm gonna let you say this word, organ chlorine, organ chlorine hydrocarbons. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Chlorinated hydrocarbons, which is a classification of chemicals that you mentioned that DDT falls under. There was another one there called chlorodane. And if you got any age to you, you'll remember chlorodane. Chlorodane was used uh, mainly for termite control, but it was used for some more things. It was banned in 1983. So the organic chlorine is no longer on the market? None of those? They're done away with for good reason. 
So those that follow up families, DDT and Chlordane, Chlordane was banned in 1990, excuse me, 1983 in the agricultural market. Mm -hmm. And it was left out there as a termiticide to treat oh. underneath the houses till around 1989. Now it was probably the best one ever made for termites, termite control. If you treated a house with Chlordane, it was there. The problem with these chemicals, <coughs> excuse me, such as DDT and Chlordane is they did not break down in the environment. They hung around forever. Ever. And that's the reason. They were good for termites. They were good for termites, but they were bad for the environment because they never broke down. Uh, pesticides are, are deemed pretty much on what they call their half-life, on how they break down in the environment. It's actually a good thing that pesticides break down in the environment over a long period of time because they degrade and they move away. That's a good thing because you don't want them hanging around forever. You don't want contaminated soils for the rest of mankind that you, we will have with some of these things such as DDT and chlorine. So that's the reason they're going by the wayside because they actually work okay. too good. So what about the organophosphorus? Okay, phosphorus or phosphates. Phosphorus, I guess we said. Organophosphorus. Phosphate. Which is in the organophosphates family. Mm -hmm. Now some of these are still around today, but now these was used widely in the 90s, in the early 2000s. Uh, some of them are still used today. Some of them have been phased out. And these are the ones that we always viewed as the ones that did a little bit of everything. I don't care what kind of insect problem you have, you sprayed with these right here. This is back before we targeted for anything. If you had a bug problem, you just sprayed it one of these so and it, it just wiped out everything. Neurotransmitter, so we pretty much work on everything. Uh, some of the ones in there, such as chlorpyrifos, which some of you may recognize as Durisban with gas. So you would spray these out there and they would gas up and pretty much fumigate and kill all the insects in there. So this was just cure-all everybody used. That includes diaznon, which is gone by the wayside. Worlds of it was used back in the day for fire ant control. Durisban, which is chlorpyrifos, and then malathion. We all remember the trucks coming by spraying inside these towns for mosquitoes, and those were malathions. They still do that, don't they? Yeah, they use some of the more chemicals nowadays. Uh -huh. They don't use those particular ones. Uh, some of these work pretty good. Some of them are pretty dangerous. The sickest I've ever been off a chemical in my life, I got uh, chlorpyrifos poison one day, and it, for about three days it knocked me down. Took me about a good three days to get over it. So uh, it was pretty bad stuff. Mm. Worlds of it used back in the day. And then we got carbonates. Now some of the carbonates are still around today and seven, seven dust or the seven falls within carbonates right there. And it's a pretty broad spectrum too. It works. It's a neurotransmitter too. Yeah, but it works better on certain insects than it does others. If you got a worm problem, Seven's the best product used out there on that period. It wipes out, known to work out, wipe out worms. It's extremely harmful to bees. It's mm -hmm. one of the worst ones out there is to bees. And that's the reason that people use it sparsely today that they didn't know about that. They still sell it in the big box stores. You see a lot of it in there. A lot of people still believe in using it. I personally don't use it because it is so detrimental to bees. Any of the pollinators, it'll just wipe out. Mm. And then later on, some of the more strategic insecticides were developed. And some of this class chemistry comes into the neonicotinoids, 
which is used as contacts, and they're also used as systemics. And these came about probably, I'm going to guess, in the early 2000s. And uh, so you had different motivations there. These worked on a particular type of insects better than they did others. So later on, we started doing more targeted. And the, the buzzword around this is called integrated pest control or P integrated pest control program mm -hmm. where you actually know what you're trying to spray for and you take the correct chemical. Integrated pest management. Integrated pest management. IPM. IPM, which is a buzzword. Basically what you're doing is you're identifying the exact insect that you want to control and you take the correct chemical and you spray it on that to try to control it without having to harm mm -hmm. other insects. Which is a good thing because we used to just blast at them and we killed everything. Well, now they've gotten a lot better than that. It's trying to be more pollinator friendly. So is that in the alternatives or is that? No, that's just a program. That's just a mindset of most the way most people go after uh, pest control. Now, within pest control, there's different. Uh, best way to put this. These hand me the bug buster over there. So I'm gonna show you how to look at a pest control label and tell how toxic it is. And now this is based off acute poisoning. Do you know what the word acute means? What does it mean? Right now. Mm -hmm. So this is based pretty much off acute poisoning. This means right now. <laughs> it's not based off of the long-term effects of the chemical. But if you see down here on any pest control label, if you'll look down at the bottom, it's normally not in large print, but it's down at the bottom, you'll see the words down here. Caution, you see that caution on this right here? You will see what they call a tag word down there, and that gives you an indication of the toxicity. <coughs> Excuse me again. Is that this sheet here you mm -hmm. got? Oops, that one. Of that particular compound. And we'll put this up here right here. So you see the word caution there? If you see that on a pesticide, that means it is one of the milder ones <coughs> as far as how dangerous it is to you on the acute level. <clears throat> you go to the next step up and you go to danger. Danger, danger. Actually, we got one over there. No, the other one. This one? Yep. It has a warning on there, it's not dangerous, it has a warning. Mm -hmm. We got the wrong thing there. All right, so let's go to plan B here. See warning there? That's the next step up. This right here is actually a surfactant. Normally surfactants are not very dangerous to them, but it's got fatty acids in there, it's got glycol in there, which is alcohol, which I guess wants this to be, I didn't even know this till I looked at it this morning, wants this to have the warning label on there. So we got caution, we got warning, which is the next step up as far as um, the danger, danger of it, the acute poisoning of it to you. And then we have the daconil here, not daconil, excuse me, chlorothionil here, which is another product that we carry that has the warning label on there. These are the only two that I know that we carry that has the warning label. Everything else that we carry, even the organic products, have caution on there, mm -hmm. right at the bottom right here. Now the next step up with that would be danger with skull and crossbones. When you see that on a label, which more likely you're not gonna see that 
I say, you know, you could see that in some of the big box stores. Some of the rat poison and stuff probably has that label on there. But that's the way you look and see it, what the acute poison of each one of them, the what severity. their level is, yeah. the severity of them. Now, this one right here, to give you an example of this, this is Bug Buster O, which is Pygantic, which is a natural product here that is derived from the pyrethrin plant. It has a caution label on it. So you can poison yourself with that right there, even it being a natural product. To put it in perspective for you, table salt is pretty toxic. Did you know that if you eat a half a pound of table salt, that's enough to kill an average person? Ooh, that would be a lot of salt. So Roundup, the active ingredient in, in, glass, in Roundup is glyphosate. It takes twice the amount of glyphosate to kill a person as it does table salt. So table salt is twice as dangerous for the amount of as what Roundup is if you was to drink it. Mm. You know, we have a lot of people to talk about. I don't want to spray pesticides on my food. Well, an insecticide could be something simple as Dawn dishwashing detergent. Because it hurts. Because you kill a plant. No, it kills. Oh, kills. So it kills soft-bodied uh, insects, such as aphids. So if you spray Dawn dishwashing detergent, you're spraying insecticide. And if you drink enough of it, it could definitely cause problems for you. So you got to kind of take all that in consideration when we think about pesticides. So neem oil, same thing? Neem oil is the same thing. So if we got neem oil here, I don't think we got neem oil. We got spinosad. Yeah, we got neem oil. <coughs> yep. Neem oil, spinosad, natural products right there. Same thing, caution on the labels right there. So these right here are the mildest. Anything you see with caution on is the mildest of the pesticides. So you feel a little bit better about handling them, those, or you should. The ones I would definitely stay away from is the ones say danger with the crossbones on there. I've used some of those in the past long, long years ago, and I was always real careful with them, but those can kill you in a heartbeat. So those you need to stay away from. Let's move those over here. How about that? So we want to talk about alternatives to pesticides? Yeah, we can do that. So one thing is crop rotation, mm -hmm. biological control. Yep, such as traps and glue boards. A lot of people are using glue boards now that's mm -hmm. out in the field where they'll have a pheromone on it that attracts the insects and they can trap them. So you don't have to use... Mm -hmm. What about ladybugs? That's... It's a biological control, absolutely. Praying mantises. Somewhere I saw that where you could actually order ladybugs. You can. You can order praying mantises. I think mantis. it was Cog Hill. Maybe. Had some ladybugs. Mm -hmm. um, so you got the pheromones to lure pests to traps. You talked about that. Hormones. Yep. Um, that attracts them to the glue boards and you get them on the sticky boards. And reproductive controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one we used to use a long time ago, and you spray these out there, and it causes the insect not to be able to reproduce. We used to use one a long time ago called Gentrol, and it would cause, it wouldn't kill the insect, but it just, they couldn't make reproduce, them make them sterile, so they couldn't reproduce, oh. so it broke that cycle there. Interesting. Now, another way you can bring your use of pesticide down, especially with diseases, let's see if we got here. So we got some of these disease controls right here. And I'm going to 
show you this one right here. This is a good one right here, good natural product. This complete disease control. It works on a lot of soil-borne diseases. But what you can do there to help not have this problem is make sure that you use a good seed because some seeds actually have seed pathogens inside that seed and it passes along so that plant grows. If that seed is contaminated, it will have that disease. And some of those diseases I'm talking about is like alternary leaf, blind, uh, leaf spot, bacterial leaf spot, alt, uh, anthracnose, which is a big one. Um, tomatoes, mosaic virus, early, even early blight and late blight and tomatoes can sometimes be seed borne. Oh. Now. So that comes from the breeder? No, well it could, but it's actually in the seed. And, and where we see this at, is in these open pollinated seeds. These open pollinated seeds are very cheaply produced because they're cheap seeds. And we even buy some from suppliers that don't do a lot of testing. Now we try not to buy many, but we do have to buy seeds from mm -hmm. some suppliers that don't do a lot of virus testing. Although most, if not all, your hybrid seeds are always virus tested. So you feel, well, what I always, I just had this conversation the other day with a guy. He had some watermelon seeds and he mentioned them off to me what they were. They were open pollinated varieties and he said they had a lot of problem with alternaria and uh, other diseases with his watermelons. And I told him, I said, you got to make sure that you buy good seeds. And the way I would know I was buying good seeds, if I bought a hybrid, I'm most often convinced that those hybrids have been tested. They cost a good bit more, but mm -hmm. they've been tested. Where you run into trouble is some of these cheap, cheap open pollinated seeds. There's just a handful of companies out there that, that sell open pollinated seeds. And there's a few farmers, small farmers scattered all over the country. And we try to buy from those as much as we can. We only have one good source to buy open pollinated seed where they do virus testing. All of our hybrid companies that I'm aware of do it. With saying all that, buy hybrid Good. seeds. You know that you you know that you get better seeds when you pay more money. Get hybrid seeds than the seeds than you buy on the seed rack at one of the big box stores. And you know that can cause you a lot of problems. You buy even though you bought that seed and it germinates, comes up. If it dies off, you ain't really done nothing. If you had a seed-borne disease inside of it, so little tidbit of information there. Really yep. <clears throat> Good to know. Yep. All right. Well, hope I kind of opened some eyes to everybody. How about that? Mm -hmm. So, what we got coming up this weekend? Y'all, this is it. This weekend. This weekend. Petals from the past. April the 23rd, 9 to 5 in Jensen. I think so. Alabama. Which is not too far out from Selma, is it? Mm -mm. Yep. We're going to be heading out and being over there Friday and well, the pedals are passing on Saturday. Mm -hmm. We got another event we got to, uh, going attend to Friday. Yeah, to see Tracy at Just Dig It. Just Dig It Farms. If you ain't checked her out on YouTube, check her out. Man, she has she, a potage garden and we're, we've been invited to yeah, the garden. We're excited about that. Mm -hmm. The potage thing kind of got me yeah, yeah, intrigued like a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So we'll be Saturday 
at the Pedals for the Past if you want to come out and meet us and all the other YouTubers. I've already heard that they've already pre-registered on a lot of people, so it's going to be a big, big crowd. Event. Yep. Hmm. All right. Um, We're going to do a drawing. Yeah, I forgot. Almost forgot. So for those that found the old goat last week. You want me to do it? Yep. And Daniel 4. How about that, Daniel? Send us your contact information there and we'll send you a highly coated horse merchandise. Corny joke. All right. Now you should get this one. I should. You should get this I'll one. I never get them, but I should get this you one. You should get this one. Why would... Oops, I wrote the wrong thing down. Okay. Let's see if I can remember. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> what social media app does insects follow? TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> that was too easy. That was know. too easy, yeah. Yeah, check us out on TikTok if you hadn't already. Yeah. yeah Mama Hoss has got her own TikTok, and I've got mine, Gardening with Hoss. Yeah, somebody hit 100,000 subscribers this week. Yep, on TikTok. somebody hit 200,000. Yes, yep. we hit our goal. Thank y'all very much. 200,000, yeah. If you like this, be sure to like and subscribe and comment. If you have any pest control questions, something Or general address, pest questions, yeah. Yeah. And don't be scared to use them. Don't, they got their place. Don't be scared to use them. Just understand them and understand what you're using them for. And I think you can be good for your crops and also good to the environment. And feel good about it. Yep. All right, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope we inspired you a little bit. Now it's time for you to get out there and get dirty.